Hi, my name is Lauren Templeton, and you are listening to Investing the Templeton Way. This podcast is for anyone interested in learning more about investing. In this podcast, I will be interviewing some of the greatest minds from the investment community and exploring topics ranging from international markets to behavioral finance. To learn more, please visit us at investingthetempletonway.com. The information presented in this podcast or available on the website is not intended as and shall not be construed as financial advice. This podcast is produced for entertainment value. Investing is inherently risky, and I encourage you to seek financial advice from a professional who is aware of the facts and circumstances of your individual situation. Thanks for listening. Hi, it's Lauren Templeton, and welcome to the Investing the Templeton Way podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the magic of compounding. So as many of you know, I started investing when I was a very young child around the age of seven or eight. And many of you are familiar with the story that my father would allow me to pick one stock per month. I would hang the stock certificates on the walls of my room. So the room was literally wallpapered in stock certificates. And this really highly influenced my view on the stock market and the philosophy of approaching the stock market as just a place to buy fractional shares of businesses. Because I could point to the stock certificate on my wall, I really felt like an owner of these businesses. And this was really important part of influencing my perspective on investing. And you will hear other value investors share that same perspective, although many of us have gotten to that perspective in different ways. I was just on another person's podcast, and he was saying that, One of the first books he read was Peter Lynch's One Up on Wall Street, and that's where he gained that perspective, that the stock market wasn't a place for gambling and speculation, but instead was a place to buy fractional shares of businesses. So I think it is an important thing to share with you all that that's how I view my job in the world. But really what I want to talk to you today is about uh, financial literacy and kids. So I'm a mom of two girls. I have a 10-year-old and a 14-year-old. And I'm constantly thinking about how to involve them with investing to teach saving, thrift, obviously delayed gratification, all of these qualities that I think are really important And my father taught them to me. Um, He constantly was talking to me about the magic of compounding. And he literally told me stories about the magic of compounding. He obviously got me started investing at a very young age and took every opportunity to speak to me about opportunity cost, what it was, and how I might think about calculating it. So a well-known story that I often share is that I always wanted a beautiful Christmas tree as a child. When I was a young child, we lived in a a small town, a rural town, and every year my dad would throw me in his pickup truck and we would drive to my Aunt Grace's and he would uh, would go hike in the woods and find a cedar tree and he'd take a saw and he'd chop it down. We'd bring it back to the house, throw it up, and it was our Christmas tree. And it was always this ugly tree. It was bald on the back or had these growths all over it. It was not a pretty Christmas tree. And I really longed for 
a beautiful symmetrical Christmas tree, a Fraser fir or something like that. So one year, my dad loaded me on his pickup truck, and he took me down to the Christmas tree lot. And we got there, and he said, you know, Lauren, you can have any tree on this lot you want. Go pick it out. And so I did, and I came back, and he said, well, how much is that tree? And I told him the price. And he said, well, look, I'll buy the tree for you today, or I will give you that money, and we'll invest it in the Templeton Growth Fund, and it's compounding at around 15%. Let me show you how to do the calculation on how much money you'll forego if you held that investment until you were 65, which was, you know, retirement age then. And so he did this over and over again with almost every purchase I wanted to make. And actually, he settled up with me about five years ago on that Christmas tree. He had done the calculation, made I don't made the investment, and he had settled up with me. So I'm greatly appreciative of the lesson and the gift. But I'm always trying to think about how do I incorporate these lessons in my kids' lives? Because it's a different time. It's a hard time to be a parent. You know, they don't send out stock certificates anymore when you buy a stock. So I don't have the opportunity to hang those stock certificates on my daughter's room. I do take every opportunity I can to speak to my girls about the companies that they own, um, when they are interested in a company, um, I always encourage them to buy a share or I'll assist them with buying a share. When we're out just walking around in everyday life, I try to take opportunities to speak to them about the businesses they own and ask them thoughtful questions that an owner of a business would consider. And so one of the things that I have done that I want to talk to you about today, and I wrote a piece about last year is taking your kids to the Berkshire Hathaway AGM. So I wrote this write-up last year, and I sent it to a few friends, and then it became broadly disseminated. And actually, last week, I sent it to Warren Buffett, and he wrote me back last Friday, and he said he enjoyed the piece and looks forward to me coming to Berkshire Hathaway this year with my girls. I asked my girls in the car this morning, do you want to go back to Berkshire Hathaway? You don't have to, no pressure. And both of them wanted to go to the meeting, which is really interesting. I was surprised that Mount Wildest wanted to go this year. She's 14. Social activities are really important to her. She wants to be with her friends all the time. So I was surprised and impressed that she wanted to go. So I will be in Omaha for the Berkshire Hathaway AGM soon. So I've taken my girls a lot over the years, or not a lot, but frequently over the years. My first daughter, my oldest, went when she was um, six weeks old. I do not recommend that to anybody, and there is a long story behind why she went when she was six weeks old. My husband and I had just come out with a book, Investing the Templeton Way, and Bob Miles had graciously invited us to participate in the author book signing, which used to take place at the um, Dairy Queen in Omaha, Nebraska. It is no longer there. And I'm so glad we got to participate in the event when it was still being held at the Dairy Queen. A, I love a blizzard, but B, it just added to like that Berkshire Hathaway mystique, I think. I don't remember much about the event. My daughter was six six weeks old. We took a nanny with us. I remember this, that vividly at some point during the trip, it became evident to me that the nanny had confused Warren Buffett and Warren Beatty. 
And I had to take a lot of pictures of the nanny with the Fruit of the Loom characters. So I remember that. And I also remember very vividly dragging a pack and play across the breezeway from the airport to the rental car station at the Omaha airport. But other than that, kind of a blur. Do not recommend taking your kids at six weeks of age. Notably, it was during the swine flu crisis, and some people had on masks during the time. I can remember asking the pediatrician, you know, is it okay? Can we go? So nervous about it. And he said, yeah, go. And that is for another day. We can discuss how Scott and I, my husband and I, often take advantage of crisis events in the market. And we had done so during the swine flu crisis, and we had focused our buying activity on Mexican airport operators, which turned out to be a very profitable investment for us over the next five or six years. I'd have to look at our holding period. But anyway, we loaded my firstborn up and took her to Berkshire Hathaway like, you know, uh, idiot new, new parents at the age of six weeks old. But since then, I've taken the girls several times, sometimes alone, sometimes together. It's pretty special when you can take one of your kids alone to Berkshire Hathaway. And I've written this piece called The Pilgrimage to Financial Literacy Leads to Omaha. And we will link to this in the show notes. Now, obviously, this isn't for everyone. I know that it may not be everyone's cup of tea, but I've gotten a lot out of this over the years, and I think my kids have too. And I'm here today to tell you exactly what I've gotten out of it. So first of all, um, if you don't know what the Berkshire Hathaway AGM is like, it is quite the event. So over 40,000 investors in Berkshire Hathaway gather in Omaha, to attend the meeting. And there are people from all over the world that come to this event. And there are also other events planned around the Berkshire Hathaway AGM. So there are other meetings. Markel has a brunch on Sunday. There's even a 5K on Sunday. There's shopping activities. Bob Miles has a, a conference in conjunction with the University of Nebraska at Omaha. There are lots of speaking events, famous authors. You will see lots of different uh, well-known money managers attend the event. It is a big deal. It's hard to get a hotel room. They're very expensive. It's hard to get a plane ticket, but it is well worth going. And it's something you should consider taking your kids to. So obviously, things change when you have your kids with you, and you have to be reasonable about how much they can tolerate. But over the years, my kids have really, really enjoyed the meeting. So let me tell you how, how it usually works for me. So I usually fly in on a Thursday. On a Friday, by the way, you can attend the meeting if you're an A or B share owner, and each owner gets four passes. So it's really not very hard to get into the meeting. You can buy a B share and you get four passes. So you can receive the passes in the mail before the meeting. And oftentimes I'm not organized enough to get it together to do that. And so I'll end up having to go to admissions and, and get the passes and wait in this long line. I do not encourage you to do that. You should be much more organized and plan to get your passes in the mail before the event. But on Friday, I kind of spend some time doing that. So I get our little badges and I take the girls into the convention center, which is my favorite place, favorite part of Berkshire Hathaway. 
So the Berkshire Hathaway annual meeting, there is a convention center attached to it that all the companies that Berkshire Hathaway owns, well, not all of them, but some of the companies that Berkshire Hathaway owns have booths set up in this convention center. And it is just a lot of fun for kids. So let me give you some examples. Like Dairy Queen will be there and you can buy a Dilly Bar or a Blizzard and you can talk to your kids. Hey, Berkshire Hathaway owns Dairy Queen. What do you think about this? Do you think it's a good business? I wonder how much money they make off of every Dilly Bar. wonder how many locations they have. Of course, the famous C's candy has a big booth there, and you have to buy your kids a ton of C's candy because it is delicious chocolate, and it's been a heck of a profitable uh, business for Berkshire Hathaway. Justin's Brands always has a booth there, and I tend to buy my kids because we we like horses. We're equestrians in our family, so they always walk away with a pair of new cowboy boots or a cowboy hat, something like that. Brooks Sports is there, and they always have cute t-shirts with Charlie Munger and Warren Buffett's face on them. Of course, you can buy a new pair of tennis shoes and run in the 5K on Sunday. NetJets will always have one of their jets there, so you can tour the private jet. Geico will have a booth, and usually some big stuff Geico, and the kids always love that. You can buy little stuffed animals from Geico. BNSF Railway has a great display of the actual railway. So if you like model trains and stuff, that's a really good one, probably for boys. You know, Fruit of the Loom will be there. My favorite is Clayton Homes. So Clayton Mobile Homes, they bring in an example of one of their homes every year. I mean, it's a full house in this convention center and you get to tour it. It is really fun. The kids like it. I like it. It's always my favorite exhibit. In my report, I talk about a, a home they brought in a few years ago called the Low Country, and it was really gorgeous. And during COVID, I kept on telling my husband, you know, we should just buy a lake lot and put one of those mobile homes in the lake lot because it's really a good-looking thing. We didn't do it, but um, I tried. I tried to get that one past him. So those are those are a few of the companies that will have booths, et cetera, in the convention center. But this is just so much fun for kids. Even if you can allocate a small amount of cap- capital and say, look, you can go buy a few things. Things are reasonably priced and they can run around and get like a $2 stuffed animal or something like that. A t-shirt with Warren Buffett, books about Warren Buffett, other value investing books. It is a lot of fun and it's an opportunity to engage with your kids about Berkshire Hathaway about these different businesses, whether they think they're profitable or not, what what are the different components of a profitable business that are important. And then, you know, it's, it's just a really fun family activity. And that's generally what I do on Friday. Of course, Saturday is the big, the big event, so to say, and it is really crowded because you've got 40,000 people coming into this meeting. And there are some investors that line up as early as 4.30 and 5 in the morning. Uh, Monish Pabrai, Guy Spear do that. They're really friendly guys. Always invite people to come down, stand by the doors with them, and wait for admission so that you can go in and get seats on the floor. I don't recommend that with kids unless you have a really ambitious kid. Last year, I took an intern with me. He loved it, and he wanted to go down there at 4.30 in the morning. And I luckily got some seats he saved for me. So that worked out really well for me. But my children don't 
really enjoy waking up that early in the morning. My youngest daughter, we call the rattlesnake. We say, don't go poking the rattlesnake because she's very grouchy. And um, so I go down there later. <laughs> and uh, there's really not a bad seat in the house. And I talk about this in the report that one year my oldest daughter and I went, we we went in a little late. We got stuck literally sitting behind Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger, like way up in the stadium. But because of the position of the big screens, it really was one of the best seats. So unless you just have to be on the floor, it's not necessary. You can see really well from every area of the arena. Of course, if you're going to go to just a portion of the meeting, make it the morning portion because that's the part that's really fun for kids. The video is very entertaining and there's just a buzz in the air. And, you know, if you're not familiar with the meeting, Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger sit on stage sipping Coca-Colas and eating C's candy and answering questions for the audience for about seven hours. And those questions really, really range on topics from investing to Berkshire Hathaway to more philosophical questions on life. So my kids don't typically stay for the whole meeting. At lunchtime, we usually leave and go have a box lunch in the convention center or something else, and then I will take them back to the hotel. I've usually arranged to come back to the meeting. And also, as much as I know we all hate devices, I do allow them to take devices into the meeting. I think you have to be really reasonable how much your kids can tolerate. And one of the worst things you want to do is to make it a miserable event for your kids. So you want to make it really fun. Like I said, my kids, they want to go back because I have made it really fun. I'd like to mention that there is a really great kids book that they sell in the convention center, but I think you could probably order it online called The Oracle's Fables, Life Lessons for Children by Warren Buffett by John Prescott and illustrated by Tom Kerr. These guys are usually there signing their book. This book, I would show you what it looked like, but I gave my last copy away to a little friend last week who stopped by my office. I keep them in my office to give to children. So if you were a local to the area and stopped by with your kid, it is quite likely that I will have a book to share with you. But this book is full of lessons. So I just want to run through some of these lessons that they highlight. And 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 you can see why this meeting is such a good place to take kids. Okay, price is what you pay, value is what you get. Never risk what you have and need for what you don't have and don't need. The best thing is to learn from the other guy's mistake. The most important thing to do when you find yourself in a hole is to stop digging. Pick out associates whose behavior is better than yours and you'll drift in that direction. Be fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful. It takes 20 years to build a reputation and five minutes to ruin it. If you think about that, you'll do things differently. Forecasts may tell you a great deal about the forecaster. They tell you nothing about the future. Risk comes from not knowing what you're doing. Don't pass up something that's attractive today because you think you will find something way more attractive tomorrow. Someone's sitting in the shade today because someone planted a tree a long time ago. 
If you're in the luckiest 1% of humanity, you owe it to the rest of humanity to think about the other 99%. So, I mean, these are great life lessons for kids. And it's, you know, uh, delivered through this vehicle of Berkshire Hathaway. So when you want to talk about financial literacy, there are a few concepts that all young kids should be familiar with. Compounding, what it is how it can impact your life. I always say compounding is magic, but the magic ingredient is time. It's also the ingredient that we have the most control over. Too often people focus on the other ingredient, which is the rate of return, which I'm going to argue we don't have as much control over as we would like, but we do have a lot of control over that time component. So start young if you can. Opportunity costs. So that's really important to teach your kids about, delayed gratification, uh, thrift, saving, frugality. And all of these lessons are taught um, by Berkshire Hathaway. And of course, you know, the communication style of Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger is just so straightforward and easy to understand. I think that's why so many adults are attracted to attending the AGM. But it's also why it can be very appropriate for a kid. And of course, depending on their age, they're going to take away different things. I think it's perfectly acceptable to take a young kid and they just really stoked about the stuffed animals and the running shoes. It's an, it's an entry into a really big conversation that you should have with your children. So financial literacy is super important. This is a great tool if you're capable of taking the kids, it's a really great tool. If you're not, you can watch it online. So you can put it on your TV. And I would argue it's kind of harder to engage the kids that way. But you could do it that way if you you wanted to. There are quite a few kids at the event. I always see some. In fact, years ago, a little girl came and her dad brought her to the book signing to meet me. And I wasn't there. I just had a baby, but my husband was there. And he gave her my business card. And she sent me the sweetest letter. And she said, I love your sparkly business card. And I thought it was just so precious that we became pen pals over a number of years. And that that relationship actually stressed me out because she would write and say things like, do you have your ears pierced? And I would think, why do you want to know? Do you, do you want to get your ears pierced? And your mom is saying no, or are you really asking? I don't know what to say. But she's actually turned out to be really highly successful. She has two books out on investing. Her name is Maya Peterson. Her books are Early Bird and Lighthouses. And one year, I was speaking at Bob Miles's event in connection with the Berkshire Hathaway AGM, his value investing conference. And I said, look, I'll come speak if you allow me to have Maya come speak for five minutes before I speak. So I made her pitch a stock to this room of uh, professional investors and her parents were there and she pitched Johnson and Johnson and her little brother actually was there too and had a stock. I don't remember what his was, but in any event, I'm not the only parent that brings their kid to Berkshire Hathaway. And the other thing you should know about the event is that Omaha, Nebraska is a really, really lovely city. It is easy to get around. People are super friendly. And there are lots of fun things to do. Um, we usually stay near Old Town. 
And in Old Town, there are fun restaurants. There's music. Um, Omaha has a mounted patrol. So like I said, we're really into horses in our family. So my kids really like that. Last year, my youngest uh, scored an invite to the stables downtown, which is really fun. In past years, we've gone to the zoo. The zoo is absolutely fabulous. It's called the Henry Dorley Zoo, and it's ranked the number two zoo in the United States by USA Today. It's a fantastic zoo. So I definitely would put that on your list to do. Although I have never done this, I'm here rave reviews about the Air Command and Aerospace Museum. Um, I've taken the kids to the roller skating rink before in Omaha, Nebraska. And if you like roller skating rinks, which I do, that was a lot of fun. But you all know that kids generally like to stay in hotels with swimming pools. So take them, take them there, stay in a hotel with a swimming pool, take them to the meeting, let them play in the convention center, get a few treats, buy them the wonderful children's book that I referenced earlier. And you've really started to sow the seeds of financial literacy. Of course, there are many other ways to do it, but I just wanted to share that with you. Lastly, it is, I, I'm always super impressed that the people I meet at this event are super humble, friendly, and inclusive. And I just can't say enough about it. So if you have any questions about taking your kids to the annual Berkshire Hathaway AGM, please let me know. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Investing the Templeton Way. Please be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast player. To view the show notes and resources mentioned in today's show, head to investingthetempletonway.com. 